I'm Jim. And I'm Tuck. And this is Beer in the Heart of Texas. A podcast dedicated to reviewing the beers of Texas. Today, we'll be reviewing two beers from Martin House Brewery in Fort Worth, Texas. Beer number one is Box Slider, Toadie's Texas Bach. The second beer we'll be reviewing is Salty Lady Gosa. All right. Uh, for once, we have no corrections. That's or, funny. Well, I guess the first episode we had no corrections. Um, but uh, yeah, we have no corrections, no announcements. Everything is running smoothly. And no apologies. No apologies. We've gotten everyone's name close, close enough to being right that we don't have to apologize for my mangling of their names. So, Tuck, what have we been? Uh, what have you been drinking? Well, I think we're both along the same lines. Recently, last week, uh, we went with a friend uh, down to the Fort Worth area, uh, played some disc golf, and then we tried out two breweries. Uh, Cowtown. Cowtown Brewery in Fort Worth and Martin House, which is the one we're reviewing today. Which was very much intentional, but still. Yes. That was my um, first time at Martin House. Um, I've, I've been there a couple of times. I, I, do, I do like it. But, uh, Why don't we start with Cowtown? Yeah, Cowtown... Is my dad has an apartment in Fort Worth, uh, and it's actually nearby. So I actually just went in there one day after some trainings at TCU, and I really like that brewery. It's uh, right. It's on the. It's right off thirty five and one twenty one. Right. So as you exit thirty five W, heading into Fort Worth, you exit uh, on one twenty one, or what uh, one twenty one becomes as it. Uh, it goes into Fort Worth, and you immediately... What yes, is it, Belknap? Belknap. Oh, and you yeah. you turn just right away, and there's, on the corner, Cowtown. It's uh, really good. They have a outdoor uh, patio area. They have a permanent barbecue food truck that is... It was outstanding. It's some of the best barbecue. Um, the, the beers are really good. They've won awards. We'll be reviewing it sometime soon in the future. Definitely. Um, I, I was a huge fan. i would never been there before, like I said. And every single beer, uh, we I think, did we both, all three of us, had a flight? Had a flight. And then every one I tried. A couple of other beers after really that. Really good. They have just a Texas lager. Um, what was it? Fort Worth beer? Yes. Uh, that is is one of my favorites just for drinkability, especially in the summer. Uh, but like I said, we'll get we'll get more into that. So what do you say? We move on to Martin House and we'll go ahead and start kind of explaining what it is and this will also be our, what we're drinking. Yes. So we I think we started at Martin House and it turned out and we found out that up until four o'clock uh, from 12 to 4, their tap room is open, but only to purchase beer and then to take home off-site with you. But I do want to say, because I did, I did find this out, they're one of the few that is open, breweries in Fort Worth, that's open on Monday. Okay. Monday's a brewing day for most of them. I think Cowtown's closed, a lot of the other ones, but Martin House does open at 4, I believe every day, I think, on the weekends earlier. Yeah, on the weekends, I, I looked it up, they're open at noon. So. Okay. But, uh, so we started at Cowtown, drove over to, uh, to Martin House, which Martin, ha- Martin House is, if you're familiar with the Fort Worth area, it's on the east side of 35W, just south of 121, as you're coming into Fort Worth, uh, say from the, the Mid-Cities area, you would exit, uh, that last exit just prior to 35W, 
and then it's really close to the Top Golf facility. So if you can see the Top Golf, you're pretty close to Martin House. You're within walking distance, certainly. And again, you can take the Belt Nap exit. If you're coming from from north of Fort Worth, you'd go right to go to Cowtown, left to go to uh, uh, Martin House. So we got there. They were open. Um, they had an outdoor seating area. The uh, the indoor area was much much larger in the tap room. What did you think as you went inside? Now, had you been, you'd been there before? I'd been there before. Um, like I said, it's the only one open on a Monday. I actually met my dad down in Fort Worth. He was still at work, so um, I could have done something constructive, but I was like, I think I'm just going to go have a beer um, or two. Uh, I like the setup. It's one of those you walk in. It's kind of in an, I don't want to say industrial area, but it is a very industrial looking. Right. It's a warehouse structure where the tap room is actually a, probably what, about one quarter of the overall building. And the rest it, of the it runs, Yeah, it runs the width of the building. The bar itself is about almost half the length of that. And, and so we just uh, grabbed a few seats right up, right up at the bar and uh, started with a flight. And it was, it was very, very interesting. I think uh, that term interesting is something that it will, I'll probably be repeating often with Martin Hesper. I, I think for me the term I'm going to use a lot and, uh, and, and complimentary-wise, uh, experimental. Good, good word. They really uh, push the limits of what a beer can be, um, what it shouldn't be in a couple of cases. Sometimes. But it's still, they're so experimental, it's hard to find even one standard beer that you can kind of start with. They do have a couple. Uh, they're good, but they're, they're, their experimentation is, is what they're known for, and, and they have a very good reputation for that. You know one thing, too, I would say, it's hard to find another brewery that you would compare Martin House to, in a sense. That I can't think of at least any offhand. You know, a lot of breweries will have two, three, four that are just sort of out there. They're willing to try something new. With Martin House, it's sort of, no, they have two or three that are fairly standard. And then everything else just felt like, wow, that is out there. And when I've been traveling, I've found a couple of, of breweries that, like, when I was in Vermont, I found one that only did sours. Okay. Martin House does everything. They may experiment. Uh, like, right now, they're experimenting with sours. We'll talk mm -hmm. about more because they're having a big thing. Um, but, you know, most of these breweries that specialize in something, they don't specialize in anything else. Martin House tries to specialize in every, or experiment, not specialize, but experiment okay. with everything. And so what year did Martin House open up, Tuck? Um, they opened up in uh, 2013. Um, they opened up right where they are. Uh, they started it with more traditional beers, a stout and some box. They have an imperial, a Texas imperial ale. Um, and then they began to experiment with unusual combinations. I do want to say, since I am a teacher, I am going to cite my sources uh, if you type in Martin House, um, there's a great article about uh, the the brewery in Texas Monthly. Okay, um, I did get a lot of my information there just because they it was a great one. It shows the lines. Uh, we are going to talk about one of their beers that uh, my wife loves, uh, their pickle beer, um, and it's it's about when they introduced that. But it does talk about a lot of their other experimental beers and how they started. Uh, it's definitely worth a read. It's it's about a page and a half. 
You know one thing too, just about the tap room experience, uh, that was my first time there as we went a week ago. And as you would expect, you know, the, the, the staff was exceptionally helpful. They were very, very knowledgeable. And it made it uh, really, really easy and to, to go out on that limb. I felt like they were very, very helpful in, in giving you intel and information that could lead you to making uh, good choices uh, on beers that you really wouldn't be that familiar with. And, and they also will not judge you if you don't like one of the beers. So don't be afraid to experiment. Right. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't, don't, don't over abuse it. But ask for a sample. If you're like, I'm not really sure if I'm going to like this, they will let you try it. Um, I, I did that with one of the more popular beers that, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to it later. I myself, I, I tried this sample. Wow, I, I really, truly did not care for it. And, and they were very, very accommodating to that. That wasn't, you know, oh. And they also gave us what was, uh, I haven't had this because their beers are so experimental. They gave us some cooking tips and like what beers are good in like a stew or in chili, and so even one of the beers I didn't like as a beer, I'm getting it to use in a chili. Okay. So um, they definitely, they you can tell they enjoy working there, and they really like being a more experimental brewery. So what were their original beers? Uh, the original beers were, like I said, the Imperial Texan, which is a red ale. Okay. Uh, the Box Slider. The Tony's Texas Bach. Which we'll be reviewing today. And so we'll tell you more about that. And the Daybreak Four Grain Breakfast Cereal. It's designed to taste um, like a bowl of cereal. So it's got honey, milk, sugar. It's a blonde. Um, I've had it. It's interesting. It does taste like a bowl of cereal. It's a very thick beer. Um... That's Not. intriguing to me in that two things. One, just your description of this. And two, I actually didn't try any of those three. They weren't among the, uh, I had a flight plus uh, another pint. I didn't try any of those. I've, I've had it. I had it a long time ago in the can. I, I don't know if I'll ever have it again. It's worth trying. And, and I think you're going to hear us say that a lot. I've had quite a few of the Martin House. Um, I, I do want to say, uh, I, I forgot to say this with the tap room. They had a limited number of beers. They are still getting back to how they were. Okay. They have about, what was it, five five uh, displays. Four or five big displays with all the beers. Right. The first time I went there, every single one of those was filled. This one, I would say each one was only about half filled. I would say, what would you guess? I would guess around eight to ten on tap. Eight to ten. The last time I went there, I would say well over two dozen. Closing okay. in on three dozen. Uh, so when they get back up to full production... Uh, after the pandemic, then I think it's going to go back to being a lot more. Uh, a lot more beers to choose from. Plus, they're also preparing for their sour fest, so there were quite a few sours. Um, Excellent. Outside of the original three, Martin House, as you said previously, they produce just such a, a massive amount of, of different, unique beers. But we want to hit on a few of the standards. And so there's, first of all, Salty Lady which uh, we'll be reviewing today. There's True Love, which is one of them I had that's, it's really solid. It is, it's a, uh, is it raspberry? I just threw a blank I believe on it's raspberry. Raspberry. 
Um, I've had it quite a few times. I like it by itself, but it's also really good. Um, I've had it made in a beer cocktail. Really? So mixed, um, I believe it was tequila. Okay. Um, it was at the cantina. Uh, tequila and something else. It's been about three years, uh, right when it first came out, and it was really good. Um, it's very sweet. It's really tasty. Uh, great summer beer. So salty, lady. It, yeah, we'll get to that, I'm Go sure. Uh, thirdly, uh, Best Made Sour Pickle. This is probably the beer you'll see, or you'd be most apt to see in a, in a Texas uh, liquor store, grocery store. Yes. Uh, Best Made's a pickle company uh, in Fort Worth. It's been there for a long time. If you do not like pickles, do not try this. Uh, my wife loves it. Uh, they also make a spicy version. Um, I cannot say I'm a fan, but I'm also not a fan of pickles. I, I love pickles. I tried this beer. I just a sample. Essentially, a little less than half a shot. I could not. Uh, it's, I could not wait to get that taste out of my mouth. Uh, but if you do like it, and I've also heard people use it in uh, Bloody Marys. That's interesting. Add a little something to a Bloody Mary. So that's something to try out. There is uh, some, a couple of other ones, uh, and I'm going to try to pronounce this. As a Thoth. What's that, Tuck? It's an imperial ale brewed with skiddy, squid ink and menthol. Uh, I can't say have I've tried, tried that. No, I have not. Um, in fact, none of the rest of these I have tried. Okay. Um, all of them certainly are ones, if I was there and they had them, I would I would be tempted to try. There's Bacon Burnt Ends, which is a stout, uh, which they use uh, malt smoked at Heim Barbecue, which is, again, in Fort Worth. Fabulous. Uh, buffalo Wangs with a Z. That's buffalo wing flavor. They also have a ranch flavor one that apparently they mix well together. Uh, fiery, crunchy, cheesy boys, which is a flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> Dunkabrews, uh, which tastes like dunk Dunkaroo cookies. Melted, which was strawberry ice cream and a waffle cone. And then they always have one that's kind of state fair related. Uh, they've had a deep fried Oreo stout, uh, which is based on the, the state fair of Texas classic. Now it's interesting because I don't recall any of those, those, um, those last seven, being there the day we were there, they had they had the the best made sour pickle. They had the salty lady, and they had true love. The, but the others, the Wangs was there. Oh, it was. Uh, at least it was in the cans. You can okay. buy the cans. Um, I was just referring to on tap, and I don't recall. And I want to say that when when I went there and they had their full menu, there right. were some more of these. Okay. I know for sure the Dunkabrews was there and the melted. Um, I've also, when I went there before, I had a Count Chocula Bach. Count Bacula. Uh, (laughs) It was really good. Now, I'm biased because that is, with Lucky Charms, my favorite cereal. Uh, But uh, like I said, you may not get these, but you will get... This gives a great example of how much experimentation they do. Um, That is is appropriate. Yeah, it's an appropriate depiction of what you could expect. I... I think the only problem is when I see these, I don't know if I want to buy a six pack. And you said this, you had a sample of the best made. It is best to go into the tap room and see what they have. Some of these don't get canned or you can only get them there. Uh, the best made you can find pretty much all over Texas now. It was really popular. Um, yes. 
the one thing, and talk, as we were talking about this uh, pre-production, that uh, what really st strikes a nerve in just thinking back on the Martin House experience is so many of these beers just shout out to me. A lot of those grocery stores, a lot of those liquor stores today that uh, break up six packs and allow you to build your own six pack. Yes. That Martin House beers would lend themselves toward that for yes. me. I'm not that uh, I'm not that willing to go out that far on a limb and buy six that may be six of the best beers I've ever had, but it might be six just awful experiences too. But if I can just get one. Yeah, that would Martin House really lends itself for me to that type of experience, and they, and they really um, they really do try to feature them. Uh, one of the things I mentioned before, they have their sour face. I believe it's called nuke your face uh, <laughs> this year um, in June. It there's a lot of sours out there. I've seen a bunch. I actually some of the sours there's like strawberry there's a pear and then there's also a bubble gum you called me from a liquor store asking about the lemon icebox pie right and while we agreed we weren't going to review that i told you please get me one of those now the pear one sounded terrible i don't like pears i can't say the bubble gum really did anything for me but i love lemon icebox pie they have a key lime pie one there was a blackberry i want to say blackberry cobbler maybe that, uh, yeah, so I mean, th there's a wide variety of the sours. Oh, they do a lot with lactose in them. Yes. Uh, which is also something they're experimenting with. Let's try a sour this way. Let's try a sour that way. It, you, If you like any sort of dessert, you could probably find a version <laughs> of that beer, and right now probably a sour. Um, with that, Tuck, why don't you lead right into Sourfest? What can you tell us about their upcoming Sour Fest? Uh, I believe it was 50 or is 50 sours that they brewed. Um, it's at the tap room. The tap room is always having an event. Um, they have concerts. They are very close to the Trinity. They also have a seating area out in the back, a big deck with a, a stage. Um, it's just a place to showcase their sours, which is why I think they had so many sours. While, While we were there, there uh, some of the leftovers they were putting out for people. But you can go in there. And they had, in the, the cold cases, they will sell them to you six packs. They had a lot more. They had the Blackberry. Our friend James, uh, who went with us, um, really is getting into sours right now. And he's tried a bunch of them. And he said they're all really good. He liked the, was it the strawberry with the lactose? Yes. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I liked the name. Um they're, yeah, the, the names are also really, really Clever. good. Yes. Um, like I said, check check their Facebook page. Check their their actual page. Uh, they're always talking about what's coming up. They have a lot of festivals. They 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 experiment with these beers because they want you to try these beers, and uh, it's a it's a great place uh, just even to go see a show and sit outside. All right. Well, thanks, Doug. Once again, the first beer we're going to be reviewing today is Box Lighter Toadies Texas Bock. It has an ABV of 5.6%, an IBU of only 18. Tuck, could you tell us just a, a little bit more about the, the name of the beer, the, the background with the, with the Toadies? Okay, the Toadies are a uh, Fort Worth band. 
they've been around since uh, the 90s. Uh, in fact, I think it was 88, 89 is when they were founded. Um, they were all over the place in the alternative music scene back in the 90s. Uh, they're in a ton of uh, different movie soundtracks. Uh, Black Sheep with Chris Farley and David Spade. Um, they are definitely in that. I know because I've seen that. Well, any Farley Spade movie. Okay. Uh, but this isn't a movie review. Their most famous song is Possum Kingdom, which is Possum Kingdom Lake, which is in North Texas. Uh, the beer itself, Box Slider, is a play on their 1994 song, Backslider. Uh, it was all over MTV. 120 Minutes was the alternative uh, music um, show that they had on Sunday nights. Uh, they're, they're great if you've never heard them. Um, but they are I, uh, friends with the guys at the brewery. Uh, like we said, this is one of their original three. Um, that's that's basically who the Toadies are. I don't want to get too deep into 90s alternative uh, rock. So um, what do you think? Does, it does play a, play a part yes. here in the beer. And so let's go ahead and get to our review. Let's start with the, uh, the site and, and label and name of the beer. Uh, first of all, Tuck, would you briefly describe for us how does the can look? What does it look like? It is a black and gold um, uh, can. It's got box slider, uh, Toadies Texas Bach over the skeleton of a ram lying a flower at a cross. Uh, it has also got the uh, Toadies uh, logo on there, the T in the triangle. Uh, music and beer made in Texas by Texans. Which it, you see that with all of the Martin House, uh, that last part. The yes, the beer made, made, by, in made in Texas by Texans. And it's got the Martin House logo, which is a Martin, which is a type of bird. Um, in fact, I did look it up. I forgot to say this. A Martin House is an elaborate birdhouse uh, that looks more like a, a, a manor house. Was unfamiliar with that. Okay. I, I was too until I looked it up and half of them were about the brewery and the other half were about elaborate birdhouses. <laughs> I... Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the the skeleton of the ram, of course, references. We've talked about this in other episodes. The Bach ram, exactly. Going and back to uh, Germany. I like I like the tie-in there with both. Uh, if you're familiar with the Toadies, that does reference some of their songs, especially Backslider, and th that it's a Bach. Uh, what do you think of the can? You know, there's so much meaning. The more you are familiar with the the Toadies, the more you're familiar with. Uh, the background of this particular type of, of beer that the can becomes more impressive to you that you know at first it is sort of a nostalgic look it's simple only two colors on the whole can it's black it's gold kind of a almost what a, a reference of Vegas gold and at that point you know you're not overly awed by the can at first then when you look a little bit more carefully i've become more and more of a fan it you said it was simple but the more you look at it the less simple it becomes there's exactly a lot going on but each thing references everything else it it ties together it has more perfectly meaning. yes and even the name of the beer itself box slider is both a reference to what kind of beer it is the song it's, it's a simple name, but it, it comes together well. I think um, if I was in the band, I would be extremely proud 
exactly. to have this uh, named for our band. Um, they did a great job with with the can. We'll get into everything else here in a second. Um, but I'm five points, Tuck. I'm giving it five two. It's a great can. Well, it, I wasn't saying how many points. It's out of five, Tuck. But oh, <laughs> I'm giving it five points because I like the toadies. Uh, I like the can. Um, I, I think the imagery on the can is, is really impressive. Um, not that I'm an art major, but I did have to take art appreciation twice. Both the negative space, the way it uses the positive and the negative, the background and the foreground, and kind of changes, is very impressive to me. Um, if you'd like more of that, I'll start an art podcast in which I poorly explain art. Okay, I've got nothing to say after that. I'm sorry. I know, I know. Show off. Um, no, I, I really do like the can. I, I apparently don't like it as much as you do. I would give it a four. I, I think it, it is very, very impressive, though. And I like the, the nuanced elements to it that if you're in the know... If you know the uh, origin of a Bach beer with the ram, if you know of the uh, the toadies and familiar with this particular band, and they're from Fort Worth, and and all of this, you put it all together, and it, that's, it's just brilliant. And so, yes, I I would give this can, I would give it in its totality. This is a four for me. Really like it. It's a four. Okay. Now, what did you think? What describe how it looked in the glass. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful color. Let's start with that, which is such an important aspect for me personally. I always want beers to be a deep amber color. This is absolutely a solid, wonderful amber in its appearance. other elements, you know, the first thing after the pour, you're looking at, uh, well, I like to always smell my beer. What does it smell like? Tuck, did you notice any type of uh, aroma standing out to you? Not not a huge one. Um, it, it had an aroma. It wasn't an unpleasant aroma. Um, what, what about you? Did you I was kind of in the same ballpark. I really uh, was... I don't want to say underwhelmed, but I wasn't, it wasn't overpowering by any means. It was just sort of, uh, it was subtle. It was just sort of a sweet, minimalist aroma. I'm, I don't know how to say this. Everything about the way it looks in the glass, the, the smell, it was there barely. Um, the, the look in the glass, it's pretty standard. There wasn't much in the way of foam on the beer. Yeah, the uh, foam the, was an appropriate amount. wasn't too much. wasn't too little. Yes, the color was was. I, I don't want to sound like I didn't like it. It it was the correct color for a Bach. It it looked fine. It was a little slight caramel. Caramel, yes. Um, but nothing stood out at any point okay. about the smell or the look. Um, I'm. So how many points would you award for the look in the glass? I'm giving it a three. You're giving it a three? Yes. Okay. And once again, I actually would give this a four. I was a huge fan of it. The only thing, the only caveat I would say, too, is if it could have had a little bit more of an aroma. Uh, That was the one thing sort of that I was missing to make it a five. But everything else about it, 
the look in the glass is just, it was so inviting. It was so, please drink me. It was, yeah, it was shouting out to me. So, yeah, I was a big fan. Okay. Um, now the big one. How did it taste? Um, I'm going to start. I liked it. It, uh, again, almost sort of like the way it looked and smelled. It, it was there. It does not taste bad. My biggest problem with it, and I think that was actually something, well, I'm not sure, but um, it was a little too sweet for me. Um, it wasn't bitter enough. It wasn't hoppy enough. It was, it was very, it was, it was too sweet for what I like in a beer or for what I like in a Bach. Um, I do prefer other Bachs over that one, uh, but I do want to say it was not unpleasant tasting um it was just a little too sweet for me what what about you tuck i would uh i would have to disagree i this i would be willing to say is is absolutely the best bach i've ever i've ever had really it uh, was very smooth it was very satisfying to drink i could easily envision drinking you know a couple of these with a pizza with a wide variety of food, actually, I think it would pair well with the aftertaste. Sort of as you mentioned, it was subtle. It was it was minimalist, but uh, it went down very smoothly. And and there was that slightly sweet aftertaste uh, that uh, I really really enjoyed. Okay, I uh, apparently am in some sort of alternate world where I'm the only one who remembers a beer called Shiner Bach exists. Um, it, it, I will say of the, what do we know? Three box. Now this is the third. This is the third Bach. I, I would actually say this is the third of the three. Crawford Bach uh, is number two and Shiner Bach is still. I thought the, you didn't like Crawford Bach. I, I, I did <laughs> slightly better than this one. The sweetness is is just too much for me now. Um, I did want to say that when we were trying it, you you left our our studio, um, and you had your wife try it. What did she think? She enjoyed it. Okay, she thought it was very good. It was uh, very smooth, and uh, it uh, it appealed to her taste as well. So so Tuck uh, ten points. This is obviously the big category as it should be. Um, how many points would you award to uh, to Boxliner? Tody's Texas Bach. I'm giving it a five. Um, it just, the, the sweetness was just a little too um, sweet. So, Jim? This is, uh, this is going to go in my fridge quite frequently, I think. Uh, I'm going to be uh, acquiring more box slider. Which, okay. This is a 10. Okay. This was outstanding. It's simple. It's not. Uh, it doesn't have all of the elements of a lot of the highly rated beers that we evaluate. But just easy drinking, smooth, has all the right elements. It was a great. Uh, it's a great afternoon beer. Okay. I. I. I okay. Excuse me while I. I yeah. You. Mine. You can. You can go right ahead. I. Uh, I just, I just like other box better. I've just, I just feel like it doesn't measure up to some of the ones that I've had, but it's still, again, it is certainly drinkable. 
You know, and, and all three of those we've had, we've we've been fortunate. Crawford Bach, an outstanding beer I really enjoyed. Shiner, what can you say about Shiner Bach? It's it's a standard. It, it is it is the standard, and it's outstanding. And and I would go so far as to say, and apparently I'm the only one. This is better than Shiner Bach. That's okay. That that actually, if I was, if I hadn't tried it, it would certainly make me want to try it. Um, and, and again, it is drinkable. Uh, if someone put it in front of me, I'm not saying it, no to it at all. Okay. Our final category. To what extent is Bach Slider, to- Toadies, Texas Bach, to what extent is that a Texas beer? <laughs> I've been thinking about this. If we went with can alone, okay. that would be very easy. But the beer itself, for some reason, doesn't. And, and and again, this is an intangible thing. It doesn't taste Texas to me. Um, I, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a four. Um, next, I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it a three. Uh, the the can, the reference to the band, uh, the the ram, all of that does say Texas to me. The taste, just the intangibleness. It, it's not quite there. Uh, so what about you? What did you give it? You know, this is always a difficult category to evaluate. But let's start with this. Tuck, what's the name of the beer? Bach Slider. Toadie's Texas Bach. What Bach? Texas Bach. That doesn't mean you could put Texas it, on a... It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Um, there are a lot of factors that go into it. I was waffling between a three and a four myself. Um... Ultimately, because of the can, because of the imagery, because of, you know, taking on in a real sense. I mean, this is their own take on uh, Shiner Bach, and I think they've one-upped Shiner. And and so I I do see it as a Texas beer. I I would give this a four. Okay. They have not one-upped Shiner. I I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Um, Apparently, Jim had a bunch of these before I got here. And is now raving drunk. No, it's this it's is my first uh, box slider. No, it's. I'm glad you like it. Um, I, I think I in a, in a weird way that's awesome. I'm glad they. Uh, I'm glad you like them more. I, I think that's great when it, when someone goes up against a um, a standard a, a standard and can actually at least half of us say it's better than that. Well, um, even to be in the same sentence. Yes, and. And whether you think it is, whether you don't, I think it's in the same sentence. It's in the same ballpark. I happen to like it more than Shiner, which I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. I am I'm too, a huge, but that's okay. Huge fan of Shiner Bach. So, so that that is uh, that is something. I, I I don't. I'm not yet there. Okay. Okay. Shall we go to beer number two? I so we go move on to the salty lady. All right. Once again, our second uh, our second beer we're reviewing today from Martin House is Salty Lady Gosa. Its ABV is five percent, still relatively low, and its IBU is almost. Uh, this might be the lowest one we've seen, Tuck. It's it's four. I was trying to think. I don't think we've had one this low. I single digits is 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 noteworthy. Yes. Tuck, will you tell us a little bit about uh, what is a Gosa? We've seen them before from other breweries, but we've never reviewed. I don't believe we've reviewed a Gosa. I, I believe so. First of all, I want to say that we are saying Gosa. This may or may not be correct. So if you are yelling at your 
listening device. Uh, we apologize. We're sticking with Gosa. Um, it originated in the 13th century in Goslar or Goslar, Germany. Um, it's Eastern Germany uh, near Leipzig. And in fact, um, it jumped. It, it's pretty much it was seen as a Leipzig beer. Uh, Goslar, Goslar is a small town. Um, it uh, is known for its its sourness, almost a lemony sourness. Herbal characteristics, coriander is used a lot in Agosa, and its strong saltiness. It has to do with the way it is brewed um, and a lot of the characteristics of, of the land around it and what they use in it, that it gets this saltiness. Uh, by the end of the 1800s, it was, like I said, a Leipzig beer, and they had multiple, and I just wanted to try to attempt to say this word, Gosa-Schankerchens, or uh, Gosa-Taverns in the city. Now, here's what's weird about this beer. Throughout the centuries, it has completely disappeared, no longer made, and then reappeared. Um, if you look it up, you'll see that it, it stopped. Uh, in the in the end of the 1800s, it doesn't reappear until the early, uh, I want to say like the 30s, that it disappears almost immediately. And in fact, the Gosa that we are familiar with today actually didn't start up until the, until 1988 is when it started being brewed again. Oh, wow. Um, but this is, a, I want to say it's the fourth or fifth different iteration of a Gosa from that area. Um, I really like them overall. They're an interesting flavor. Uh, I know they're one of those you either really like them or you don't. The Salty Lady Gosa is soured with lactic cultures. It's got uh, it's got extra salt and coriander in it and a Saison yeast. It's their, their Saison yeast they use in some of their other beers. It's good. It um, is. It is. So, Jim, why don't you tell us about the label and uh, how it looked in the glass? Well, or the label. Yeah, first with the can, Tuck. Uh, first of all, the probably the most prominent thing you notice about the can is the uh, just the name of the beer itself is very largely printed the Salty Lady. Yes, with yeah. each word getting increasing uh, increasing in font size. Then the second thing you notice is you see an image of a woman, and she's. Hearing backwards. Tuck, this is, it's clever. This is uh, Martin House doing it again. Something rather unique, rather interesting. Who might that woman be? Well, thanks to my 13 years of going to a religious elementary and high school, that is, of course, from the book of Genesis. That is Lot's wife. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. They were told not to look back as it was destroyed. She looked back and was turned into a pillar of salt. And it's the salty lady. Beautiful. Um, so yes, uh, I'm so glad. I'm sure my parents are glad. This is the one time that 13 years of religious school has paid off. Well, for at least for this podcast. Yes, and of course, eternity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. Yeah. So um, the uh, the can itself, it's it's distinct. Yes, it's contrasting. Yes. Uh, bright yellow and dark dark colors for the images and the words. Right. And otherwise, you know, we just see it's made in Texas by Texans. Um, it's a tart, refreshing, and refreshing Gosa. Uh, you see the uh, a little bit larger than we saw with Box Slider, a little bit larger Martin, the, the bird, that is. 
and it's just a very nice looking can. It's it's different. It stands out. I think this is one that uh, once you see it, once you try it, it'll be easy to pick out in the, in the liquor store. Yes, and it's also uh, because it is one, especially in the Fort Worth area that is on tap, it is easy to see on tap. So if you're looking across the bar and you're looking at all the different taps, it, it does catch your eye. The yellow is very prominent. It's very eye-catching. Right. And so uh, we're on to how many points would you award the Salty Ladies Can? Well, I was going to give it a four, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a five. One point for the smugness that I feel for knowing the reference of Lot's Wife. Okay. What about you, Jim? Uh, this is, it's really good. I really, I like it. I like, just once again, um, we've seen with Martin House, both with the two beers we've reviewed, as well as their others, there, there is an element of cleverness with both the names of their beers, as well as their, uh, their imagery they use. And so this, if we're only, we're limiting it to Salty Lady, the Salty Lady though, this is a four out of five. I really, really enjoy the can. I think it, it's it's eye catching, and that is only only beneficial. Yes, and and if I don't want to say what you were just saying, there have been times I've seen a very nice can with an interesting name, and my immediate thought was, "Oh, that's Martin House." And most of the time, it turns out it is. The few times I'm like, "Wow, how did they Martin House let that slip by?" That seems right up their alley. So they they are known. For their great names, their great cans. Right. Um, how did it look in the glass? You know, it was uh, it was interesting. It and I'm I mentioned this to you as as I was pouring the beer that out of the can the pour was very very light in color. It then, as it's in the uh, in the glass in the pint glass, it is it appears darker than it is as it's pouring, which isn't completely uncommon. But it's always interesting to me when that's true. Secondly, the, the second thing you notice is it's completely opaque. Even though it's a very light in color, you cannot see through this beer whatsoever. The third thing you really notice is the foam. The foam is fairly standard, not too much, not too little, but it's very clear or very white in color. And it dissipates very, very quickly. Which is probably the salt in it because, I mean, I use the trick where I wipe my forehead and put right. it in the foam and I assu always assumed it was the salt. If I'm wrong, don't tell me. Okay, okay. I, w I won't. Um, anything else you'd mentioned about the look in the glass? It, it, it looks clean yet opaque. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's got a... Uh, it definitely smells like a sour beer. Yeah, um, I was just going to ask that, Tuck. Did you notice anything it, about it the smell? It smells like a sour beer. Again, uh, not unlike the box slider. Not a huge smell. So okay. I would characterize it. It's much. It's more than the box slider, but not overwhelming. It's certainly not. Uh, it doesn't hit all of the senses like an IPA. No, no. Not at all. It, it, and I don't know how else to describe this. It looks like a lager someone has poured salt into. That is not the way it tastes. No. But that is the easiest way to describe it to me is once you look at it, you're like, I cannot see through this. There's definitely something in there. And it is, to me, inviting. But I've had a lot of salty ladies. So that's kind of a spoiler for the next one. Okay. Uh, but uh, overall, how it looks in the glass, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Jim? 
You know, this is a tough decision. This is more difficult than most uh, that we've had today. I would evaluate uh, and give uh, the Salty Lady a three with a look in the glass. It goes back to, once again, I'm broken record here. I like my beers a little bit darker. I like it more in appearance, like a uh, box slider. I like that it's, uh, that it's opaque, that you can't see through the beer. But uh, missing a little bit in aroma, missing a lot in terms of color. I'd like it a little darker. Uh, so it's a three. It's, it's certainly not... It's not one of those where you look at it in the glass and go, I can't drink that. No, it's, it's, it's still worthy of a drink. And that's where it gets interesting. And so, Tuck, let's get to the third point of our evaluation. How does it taste? It is unique. Uh, I'm going to start off there. That works. That It's, it's interesting. It, it is unique. Going back to the very beginning. And um, I got to be honest, I've, I've had a lot of people try this. Um, everyone is very hesitant to try it. And I want to say nine out of 10 people are glad they tried it after they tried it. I think you were one that I, you, you, you absolutely recommended this to me, uh, several months ago and I tried it. One of the things you also mentioned at the time, right away, you need to go to the tap room, try it there. The, if you want it, the. The best time to try it, try it on tap in the summer when the humidity is close to 100 and the temperature is well over 100. And then you will know the true greatness of the salty, of lady. The salty lady. It is salty. It is sour. I, I don't know about the 100% humidity. I would say this. And I'm going to take it a step down. 90 plus. It makes a difference. Yes. It, it makes a difference. And they even reference it. This this is almost like a, a sports drink mm. as far as the sal- salinity. Sal- yes. The, the saltiness. Um, it's, it, it is everything you think it's going to be, but in a way that works perfectly. It is sour. And yet the IBU, it's not bitter. No. And so it's an interesting, it's very, very interesting on the palate. Yes. It's not, it's not normal. It is not your normal beer. No. It is not something that is expected. If, if you are in a, in a bar and this is the first time you've ever had a salty lady, you're going to be like, wow, wow. Yes. That is, is different. It's, but I think it's a good difference. It is. It is. And the saltiness works. It does. It I, I was so unprepared. I, myself, I was told by someone, you have to try this. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I trusted them enough, and I'm so glad I did. There's been times I've been out. It's hot. I end up at a bar. Even the walk across the parking lot as a balding man, I can feel my scalp getting sunburned. I walk in and I see that yellow on the tap and I'm like, it's going to be okay. I'm now hydrated. I'm refreshed and it's refreshing, which sounds insane because it's so salty, but in such a great way. Yeah, I, I absolutely concur. And so, Tuck, how many points do you award 
the salty lady. Well, since the temperature has now almost hit 100 in the last week or so, I- I'm giving it the full 10. Uh, this beer is a 10 to me. It's unique. It's delicious. Um, it's refreshing. It's it's really, I want to say, it's one of the reasons we do this podcast is to find the beers like this that are so different. And, and this should be highlighted. This people should try this. Don't be afraid of the saltiness. Jim? You know, I absolutely agree. This is... When you first told me about the Salty Lady, I was reluctant. I was a little hesitant. That doesn't... You know, salty and and beer doesn't seem to be congruent with one another in, in something that, hey, you know, that sounds great. Having tried it now, both out of the can as well as on tap in person... At uh, at the brewery, this is an outstanding, outstanding beer. This is very, very good. I give it a nine. Okay. This is it's it's good, and and I just absolutely want to echo what you said. You get it uh, ninety plus degrees on a North Texas day, or well, most any day down in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> And the salty lady's going to work. It just is going to be a refreshing, very good choice. I I have never had anything like it, and I try it. That's that is if you are listening to this, try to get your hands on some. Get it cold. Yes, definitely get it cold. And I would echo echo just one more thing I said earlier. This might be for those that are reluctant. This might be the perfect item to. Okay, build your own six-pack, get one or two salty ladies, and you will not be in any way. I just, I can't imagine being um, disappointed. No, no. I've never been disappointed with it. Um, So, which brings us to the final. Is it a Texas beer? I'm going to let you start. Okay. Is it a Texas beer from just the imagery of the can, as well as the overall taste? Um... It's I'm conflicted, and let me explain why. Number one, the can, the imagery doesn't really work for me as a Texas beer. What does work as a Texas beer for me is how good and how appropriate this beer is to drink on a hot summer. And let's just be real. Summer is about six months of the year. Nine. Okay. I'll agree. Yes. So for nine months of the year... This beer works. Yes. And so, to me, this is... uh, I'm waffling between a three and four. I'm going to go with a four. Okay. Ah. Tuck, how about you? To what extent is uh, the Salty Lady, do you feel this is a Texas beer for you? I'm giving it a two. It Nothing about it, other than the fact it says made in Texas by Texans, on the can says Texas. Uh, Lot's wife was not. Uh, she wasn't a Texan. No, she was not. Not from, from Texas. Lubbock. No, no. I heard maybe El Paso, but I think that's wrong. Um, the the thing to me that even gets it up to a two is simply it's made to beat the Texas heat, and it does that. Doesn't that seem like more than two for you? I won't. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Three, give it a three. Give, give it, it a three. three. I love this beer so much. 
and I live in Texas. I I just I want to give it all the points that I have. Um, but yes, I'll give it I'll give it a three. And so we are doing our final tallies. Let's. The math is complete. Okay. Would you care to fill us in? Let's start with box slider. Box slider, which was uh, widely admired by one of us, and the other didn't dislike it. That is true. Box slider ended up with a thirty-eight. Okay. Um, you awarded it uh, sixteen points. I awarded it twenty-two. Um, most importantly, fifteen out of twenty for uh, for taste. Okay. Whereas salty lady. Salty Lady earned a 42. Yes. We'll have to look, uh, which we have the uh, score sheet, uh, our uh, our chart, but 42 ranks pretty highly. 42 is going to be up there. Um, you gave it 22 points. You awarded Salty Lady 22. I awarded Salty La- the Salty Lady 20. We are so now pulling let's it up. Just look at the chart. 42 puts it a solid third. That is third. Behind Shiner Bach. And Which Idiot's is, Hill. Yes. That is impressive. And I actually agree with that. I never thought a sour beer, just because that's not my type of beer, right? Uh, would would reach that high. But but I agree with that because this is just a solid beer all around. And the 38 for the box slider puts it pretty much in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Right, right around the Mosaic IPA. From what I'm seeing, I'm trying to squint. If he won't turn the computer towards me. Um, I run Daddy's Juice Box, Red Dirt Coast, and some of the other ones. So, yeah. It, again, it's a solid beer. Nowhere near our first beer, which is... What's what's still number one on there? Just go ahead and read that out loud. Shiner Bach. Shiner Bach. But, of course, that is the quintessential Texas beer. So, um, yes. it, it is. I, I Please don't... Uh, tr- try it. You form your own opinion on what you think. One of us thinks it's the best Bach they've ever had, and that's enough for me to not say don't try it. Thank you. That's you. I'll let you say your final words on that one. And on that note, uh, we're in the midst of summer. Um, the pandemic seems to be waning. Hopefully, let's hope. Um, on that note, have a great summer. Thank you again for listening to Beer in the Heart of Texas. And before we go, we'd like to thank a couple of people. First of all, Jeff Blankenship for creating the music heard in the podcast, and friend of the podcast, Michael Vick, for helping us with all the technical support and advice. And let's not forget, we need to support our local breweries. And please tip your bartenders well, for they're doing the Lord's work. Mm -hmm.